Three, two, one, Zulu time, number eight. How is it healthy to have it all? So today we're going to talk about how is it healthy to have it all. Coming back from Portland just now, it landed the plane a quick ago and uh, grabbed the Jeep and it was driving up here to the mountains and it was so awesome just uh, getting here. And uh, I love that when you get to the big island, if you ever come or if you're here already, that it's so dark. Uh, usually the lights are pretty dim. They do it because of the um, uh, observatory for the stars. And so they don't want any bright lighting in the city. Uh, so it's kind of interesting when you're in a big city and the lights are so bright and then you get here and it's like dark, you know? And so then you can see up in the mountain, all the little lights. But anyways, back here, um, and ready to do episode number eight. And we're going to talk about today, how is it healthy to have it all? Can we have it all, right? And so my desire is really to, um, not only in health, uh, but also um, in, 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 you know, in the projects that we do and everything, uh, to really understand this question. And, you know, as a backstory, um, I used to, uh, I grew up in Colombia, as many of you know, as many of you know, and um, I think it was early on probably that I started reading different books of all types, and um, I remember this one book that was set in the side of my bed, and it said, Dream Big, and I never forget that book, and I don't even know why it was there or how it got there, and then also, you know, my family and mother and everybody kind of gave me books um, and so I used to read a lot, uh, probably later in my uh, teenage years after um, one, one guy who actually I met at a, um, at a Head Start Center, he actually used to read a lot. And, uh, and, and he is the one who got me into reading. So after that, I got I to gotta have to thank him for that. But I started reading a lot and, and, and different authors and um, different things and and, you know, you wonder, is it possible to have it all? Is it possible to have it all? And so I think that was kind of, um, or, or I think not even that way I was thinking about it. At that time, I was more thinking like, you know, moving to this country from Colombia. I remember we got here with one bag uh, and we came in uh, and started from scratch pretty much. And amazing people came our way. And, and, and you start thinking, you know, okay, what are the dreams? What do I need to build? What, what do I want to build? And, and one time I remember, you know, I was driving back from Tampa. Um, my family members used to live in Tampa and we drove, we were driving back. I think my mother was in the car and I was listening to a podcast. And this really made such an impact that I remember it to this day. I remember that we were driving uh, this car and it was a U-Haul truck. Um, and I was driving back and I could hear this podcast and they, it was about business. The podcast was about business and they were asking this uh, Mexican business guy. They were asking him, Hey, you know, so give us your perspectives on business. What are the best tricks? What are the best insights? And when he started talking, he said, okay, you know, we can talk about business, but I think one of the most important things to think about is actually um, let's, to stop, right? To stop before we stop talking about business and think about this exercise, this following exercise. And so he said, 
uh, that he wanted to the audience to imagine, right? That you were in your living room, and in that living room there was people dressed in black, and they were drinking coffee and tea, and they were actually just coming back from a funeral, right? And that was your funeral. And so he asked the audience to think about what would these people be saying? What would they be talking about? What stories would they be sharing um, about this person who just passed? And that person would be us. And so that really kind of made an impact in my life. And, 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 he, and then he went into deeper and said, okay, well, if that's the case, you know, how do you feel about that being you? How do you feel about the legacy that you left? How do you feel about the memories that you left in all these people? How do you feel about what you left them? And so he said that it's easy in business to uh, get ahead of the game and start just uh, working, 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 doing it, 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 doing it. But we don't think about our well-being and we don't think about how that's impacting the rest of our lives. So he said that there is seven areas of life, right? And he said that, if I remember correctly, he says, you know, there's a financial area. There is a career area. There is a, a spiritual area. There is a physical health area. There is an environment area. There is a family area. And there is a community area, right? This is kind of the way that he put it. And he said that there is different levels um, of each one of these areas. And he said that if you think about it, uh, he said that in business, you can do it, do it, do it, do it. And then let's say that you, you know, you get a lot of success and you look back and you say, okay, you know, is this all there is? Is this all there is? Um, and it just makes you think, Okay, to, he said to stop and think about these seven areas, right? And then that exercise that he said about, you know, us and our funeral um, and, and, and these different areas and how uh, these different areas have seven levels, right? And so he said, let's say that num level number one is like, let's take, for instance, the financial area. He says that level number one is like when we're like in complete debt, like, you know, hundreds of thousand dollars in debt, homeless, you know, no money at all, uh, completely worried about it, um, impacted the health, uh, the financial health of other people. So he's saying that that's, that would be like level one, right? And so level two would be like, okay, you're, you're, you're broke, you're bankrupt, but you haven't really impacted the financial health of many other people. So it's a little bit less worse, right? And then he would say that, okay, level three is like, you know, you can get by, um, but you're still in debt, uh, paycheck to paycheck, very worried about it. And then he said level four, uh, you know, paycheck to paycheck, but you still don't have any debt. So a little bit better about it, but still worried about it a little bit. And then level five is like, okay, you got a little bit of money. You got a little bit of money on the bank. You don't owe anything, but you're still kind of paycheck to paycheck a little bit. Um, but you can do all the things that you want and got a little bit of money in the bank. He said level six is like you're completely just wealthy um, and you can do all the things that you want and there is no restrictions at all. And so he said that every one of these areas have the six level. 
He said, but there is another level. And he said, the, the next, the, the, the other level is the legacy that we leave behind, right? What do we leave behind when we pass? So I think that was probably the first time that I heard a comprehensive view on life. And it really impacted me because, I mean, to this day, I remember that night. And I was just driving across the country, right? But when you hear something that you know is going to impact you, I guess you remember it, you know? And so that was the first time that I learned a comprehensive way of looking at life. And this is so important for health because I'm going to loop that back, right? And so internally, I was like, you know, holy crap. I mean, in the outside, I just moved kind of, I was in, uh, we were just moving to the country and, and, and going to college and dreaming and, and, and seeing how I could make a couple of things happen and, you know, enjoying life and everything. Uh, but internally, this information really changed my life because I said, wow, that's a framework of really looking at life in a comprehensive way that you could kind of tackle each area. So, um, so definitely as I, as I go on in, 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 in medical school and in residency, um, I definitely hit a wall. Hit a wall in which my behaviors were actually self-destructive and taking me to a place that was like suffering, sadness. And, you know, as I mentioned in the other episodes of what happened there, um, you can start, I, I, I had to start working back my life and, re, and, and finding out, you know, what was causing these behaviors to happen and why was I getting self-destructive behaviors. And so, um, so I started kind of reading a lot more about uh, personal development and reading a lot more about psychology and leadership and behavior modifications and peak performance. And I kept seeing the same pattern, right? The same pattern of the, the wheel, the wheel that I mentioned, the wheel of looking at life in a comprehensive way in which it has different parts to it, right? The financial part, the family part, the community part, the spiritual uh, part, um, intimacy, uh, all these different parts of life, right? And so I kept seeing that over and over and over and over again. Um, and I think one of the other times I saw it was at a big conference uh, called UPW. If any of you have gone, you know, you know that it's like a huge party. It's like a concert and you have a bunch of awesome times and meet great people. But there was... Um, you know, there was this, this wheel that you could look at life in a comprehensive way. And there's kind of like a system to look at life so that you can tackle each area and make sure that you're not dropping off each area. Because as you know, if, if it's a wheel and it's got one missing piece, then the wheel cannot turn appropriately. And so I think there I understood like, wow, uh, this is kind of important and I also uh, went in to do, in Indonesia, uh, me and Mary went to do a neuro-linguistic program in mo uh, certification, right, uh, for, health, for, uh, for a life coach. Um, and so I just wanted to understand what life coaching was. I wanted to understand neuro-linguistic programming, and I wanted to understand how to look better at this life wheel thing, because I kept seeing it over and over again. And sure enough, in Indonesia, we went to, through this company called Global NLP, which was an amazing experience. And we understood a little bit more about how to use this technique to actually help people look in their lives uh, and assess their lives and see where they want to tackle it to improve, right? 
And so that was, that kind of kept going and, and I started seeing that. And so that I think um, created a, an, an, an insight or a plan to actually deploy this in medicine, right? So I said, wow, you know, we really need to do this in medicine. We need to uh, help patients uh, use this technique so that they can see if our illness is affecting them. How can they use these different things in their own life? How can they use these wheels to put into perspective if they get sick? How is this affecting their health? How is this affecting their family? How is this affecting the different parts of their life? So, 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 so I was very interested in that, of how to implement that into health, right? And then I was in Hong Kong at the time. I was coming back from, um, I think it was from China. I was coming back from China. Um, and because at that time we were starting a telehealth and, and trying to make uh, some hardware. Uh, and so it was such an interesting trip. But I was coming back from China and I hit Hong Kong and I was going through the hallways of one of the airports. And in one of the hallways of the Hong Kong airport, I saw this big pamphlet that said, you know, at this bank, we don't take you as a number. We take you as a, as a person. And they showed this wheel, right, of like financial, like how is this, like when you walk in here and we try to plan your financial life, how is this affecting your health? How is this affecting your relationship? How is this affecting your community? How is this affecting um, your, your family? How is this affecting um, your, your, your environment, like the house that you live in, right? Everything. And so, so I said, you know, that's pretty wild, like that a bank is using it. But if we go to, with this idea to the hospital, they think that we're nuts, right? Or, or they think it's non-relevant, but the banks think it's relevant and our health don't think it's relevant. So the, I think that's the kind of conflict. And so I think that... Um, then I came across what's called the Gallup score. The Gallup score is actually when they studied 150 countries and they went to see what are these countries and how are they, uh, how do they measure in well-being? Um, and they, what they found out was that actually um, well-being, when they ask people over like what makes a good life, most of them say actually financials. That actually they said. In the future, if you think of a good life, what do you think are the factors that are doing well? And they say financially, you know, I, I should be doing well. And, uh, and, 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 and my physical body should be doing well. And they also identified the community and the family. Family being like your, your personal relationship, your intimacy, and uh, the extended family and community, like the community around you. And what was so interesting is that actually this Gallup score directly correlated to uh, if communities had a low Gallup score and they put three categories, they put the suffering, struggling, or thriving. And if, 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 any, uh, if, if they had a low category uh, of suffering, the incidence of admissions to emergency rooms uh, would be higher and social unrest would be higher. So long behold, this was the first time I heard that this wheel was actually connected to our health, directly connected to our health, proven by science. So what does that mean? You know, now I realize of how important it is, of course, peak performance people and, 
life coaches, and they've been using this for a while, but it's kind of now that we see that this wheel is actually so important and it impacts directly health markers. It's almost like they are the social determinants of health that impacts our health markers. So really need to, we really need to take it seriously, really need to implement it into the daily care for our patients um, and how is is impacting the rest of their picture. And so now I think I've definitely seen that. And what we're doing actually in Colombia and in Guatemala and in Haiti is actually we're going to implement this, that the patients that we see, we're actually assessing for their well-being and assessing which area of their life they want to improve to, 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 to move the needle. Uh, so that we can measure their well-being and actually focus on their well-being. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. You know, it's, of course, medications are useful or herbs or naturopathic medicine or chiropractic medicine or Ayurvedic medicine or Oriental medicine. But at the end of the day, what we want is the person's well-being, right? And so focusing on that, I think, will be definitely transformative in our healthcare system and will be something that I and our team will be definitely focusing on a lot as we go in the future. So really, it is a time in history that we have a code for thriving, an actual code for thriving, tactical things that you can do every day in each one of these areas to lead you to a state of thriving. And so that's really exciting because then everybody in the world can thrive. Everybody can thrive if we really organize resources, if we help um, each other. That is not by luck that a child uh, fulfill his or her dreams. That is actually there is a system so that they can do that. Uh, so really excited about putting this and bringing this into healthcare as my next years of my careers. Uh, and uh, really excited to see how this is going to impact healthcare in the future. Uh, because definitely we know that it does affect health markers. And that is the end of Zulu time, number eight. Um, how healthy is it to have it all? It's actually very healthy to have it all. And we give you permission to have it all. We give ourselves permission to have it all. And actually, there is science that shows that improving your well-being to have it all actually directly correlates to your health markers which is pretty awesome. So uh, it's exciting and will be exciting to implement this into healthcare. For all of you watching out there, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, any errors that we saw, any errors that you see, any suggestions for doing things better or suggestions for new episodes, let us know. Uh, we will stay in communication. Uh, Zulu Time is now on Spotify, iTunes, and about seven other podcasts. Um, avenues and you can get them there until next time dr z here with zulu time have an outstanding night take care